You are about to hear an episode of The Instance, and one of the big reasons the show continues to survive and thrive is because many of you are supporting us at patreon.com slash frogpants. If you haven't done it before, consider it. If you get a lot of value out of what you get from The Instance and other shows on the network, it's a great way to show it. That's patreon.com slash frogpants today. Your victory at the Nighthold has granted us the key to ending this war. With the pillars of creation assembled, we finally have the power to cut the demons off from our world. <laughs> the World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is the instance. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Instance, episode 486. I'm Scott Johnson, and I am joined today on this patch 7.2 excitement day with uh, Terpster, Mark the Terpster Turpin. Hello, Mark. Boom! We're four days away. Yeah. It's four days. Is that it's all it is? It's only four days away. It's only four days. You're right. It's only four days away. Holy shit. That patch And we're is... also joined by Dills. Oh, is Dills here now? Yo. Oh, hey, perfect timing. Dills, everybody from, uh, from Texas. What's going on, Dills? Oh, hello. Hi. Are we on the show? We are. We just started. We're yeah, we just, cool. We're live. You're, you, we, uh, it's like you walked in at the perfect freaking moment. Like, couldn't have been better. Nicely done. I, li- I literally walked in, too. It was kind of, yeah. That's yeah. exactly what happened. It's crazy. I was taking the dog out, and then I realized, oh, my God, it's 11.08. Look, a dog, Whoops. dogs need to shit. I'm with you. I get it. Dogs got to poo, man. Yep. They got to do it. That's, that's, it's death, taxes, and dogs pooing. Isn't <laughs> it? Those, yeah, exactly. those are the things. Three things you can count on in life. Yep. Brexit and things like that. Trump. 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 Trump impeach Trump. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Damn we've it. done it. We've Sorry. gone too ah. far. Hey, yeah. uh, uh, so it's exciting. Uh, it, it is exciting week because, my gosh, uh, 7.2 right around the corner. And um, big thanks to Taron Gregory and his incredible in-game cinematics team who uh, 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 broke the story for us with their rad cinematic. Um, we all knew it was coming, but we didn't know it was going to be that cool. At least I didn't. Yeah, but the thing is, don't, I was I, I kind of tweeted Taron about this, and he was like, oh, thanks. I don't think he understood what I was saying. I said, like, he's now in this completely thankless scenario mm-hmm. where unless the next thing they do is better than this thing, yeah. we're going to be like, ah, oh, man, it's just, you know, it's, it's just not as good. You know, no matter how good it is, this one, the next one has to be even better. Yeah. And then the one after that, even better. Yeah. Oh, I mean, honestly... They should have paced themselves because these are really, out of really big bad good. guys, aren't we? Yeah. These are yeah. these are amazing, yeah. amazing cinematics, amazing stuff happening. Yeah, um, yeah. It's wow. st- for for. I mean, we love the story of Warcraft. Obviously, we just did another lore show last Monday, and and I know people really enjoyed that. And um, this thing was like a nice little gift on the tail end of that. Of like, oh yeah, right. There's more story coming with this. This isn't just you know, a new raid and um, a new uh, or a bunch of content that's coming in the form of um, uh, what do you call them when they're what's that? What the hell is that stuff called? Where they attack you? The assaults. There you go. The broken shore assaults. Like all, all that right. stuff is great and everything. But what I got really what I was starting to really groove on was the story. And it's funny because a lot of what they showed in that cinematic um, was reminiscent of some of the stuff you talked about in our previous Sargeras uh, conversations. And I wonder we got was, to hear Sargeras again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you previously, did. we've only like heard him when he like burnt Illidan's eyes out. Yeah, but this he, one he was he and he wasn't even like the sort of the go-to megalomaniac villain sort of like you know listen to me, man. 
I am the master. He was like, come on, this is our crusade. Come yeah. on, brother. Yeah. We're going to do it together. He was pretty, he was oh, pretty I chill. Uh, killed Jaden Sarger- breakup story, essentially. It was right a here. little bit. It was a little bit yeah. like, uh, you know, potentially they've been in a band. They've had a few hit albums, but uh-huh. they just struggled to break into the number one spot. Yep. And you know what? He thinks... I reckon I know what's holding me back. Mm. You, the guy who formed the, the band. The other guy. Yeah. So now I'm going, I'm going to write my solo album. You know, obviously we know Kill Jane is going to have a terrible solo album. Oh, it's going to be bad. And uh, then he's going to have to go crawling back to Argus and try and, you know, go back to the original garage where they started and, uh, and you know, boogie on out there. They'll get a, maybe. They'll get a small, he'll get a small role in a, a little comedy, summer comedy that, it, that kind of flops and nobody sees. Uh, so the acting thing doesn't quite work out. Yeah, it'll follow yeah, exactly. the pattern. We've seen this before. We'll see it again. It's all good. Wait, are, but but do you think though this is like spelling the end of Kill Jaden? Like we're just gonna actually kill Kill Jaden now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And then and then so yeah, then so Jerry's like will have to like figure out a new way to uh, well, implement people, the final plan. Some mm. people are wondering, was this the plan all along mm. that Sargeras would use his burning legion oh, to, to kind of uh, kill everyone? Well, sure. almost kill every kill everything. Well, Up his until plan he is found something that right? couldn't be killed, mm-hmm. aka yeah. us, and then he's like, "Sweet champions, you gotta go kill the Void Lords now." You know, I mean, it would be terrible, but well, I kind of like the, the idea if he just okay. flipped it. He was just yeah, like, yeah. "You have proven worthy." <laughs> it's like Odin, <laughs> just like, "Okay, J.K., I wasn't really gonna fight you. <laughs> You're worthy. Come on, let's Lulz. go kill these Void Lords together." Sure, it could be that. There's that that's a running theory. Does make sense because his actual reasoning, right? Is that he's trying to do in his mind good mm-hmm. because it's everything is just too terrible. So I got to get rid of everything. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it makes a lot of sense. Vulnerable. So the best yeah. way to protect it is to just get it's rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah, because yeah. it's stupid. It's not worth protecting. He's yeah. the okay. he's the yeah. he's the biblical Lucifer in this in this allegory. He's yeah, like sure. the he's the one that's like, well, Wayne, if it's the only way to make sure everybody's going to be okay is if we just force it and he's forcing it yeah exactly it's it's like i let him look after my house it's made of wood so i'm going on holiday and then he sees uh this fire coming so he knocks my house down and Mm -hmm. he's there you go let it burn there you go guys sorted no worries totally um so this is what uh kill jade or uh, not kill jaden but uh uh, sounds like i have a little clip here so check this out So he's, you know, serious, chill dude mm. who uh, who wants to get the job done, uh, clearly. And you, then you got Space Diablo, a.k.a. Kill Jaden, saying this. The day I took the fell fire into my veins, I saw my destiny. Great. So there's that. And, and, so and, his destiny. And we got to see his planet. That was cool. What's it, what's it called, mm. Terpster? It's the name of the damn thing? Argus. Argus. We're going there. Yeah, we're yeah, going Argus. Argus. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna be Argonauts. I yeah. can't wait. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Whatever the hell's going on there, it looks like that place has seen some better days. Um, well, that's the thing. It's been it's been torn asunder from mm-hmm. fell exposure, as yeah. fell tends to do. Yeah. So Argus, you know, Kill Jaden says, like, you know, I've 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 given everything, you know, even my planet to to be here. Mm. So don't you don't you doubt my resolve? Yeah. I'm fully, you know, I'm all in. So I'm so, all in. So from oh, from a I don't want to um I don't want to seem uh, naive or like I, maybe I've heard this before and I just don't remember. But uh Kill Jaden, he looks like a space goat. He looks like a um a little bit so like So that's so that's where the the Drenai, yeah, okay, yeah. they are the exiled um uh 
uh, Exodars. Yeah, they're, they're the ex- exiled um, Kil'jaeden. What are they called? Eridars. Yeah. Sorry, there you go. They're the exiled Eridars um, called the Draenei. So they're the good people in there. If you had like, you know, say you've got like the Nazi party yeah. and then all other humans. Right. You know, we're all the same race, but then there's like a really bad bunch. Um, and so Kil'jaeden and Archimonde they were one of three leading uh, Eridar, the yeah. other third being Prophet Valen. Um, and uh, so so those three basically had a similar situation to what happened with the Nighthold, yeah. where with Suramar, where the Legion came along and were like, uh, we're going to offer you a deal. Join us. We're going to make you super powerful. You're going to be really important in our army, um, or we could just destroy your planet. It's up to you. It's, oh. it's your call. Um, and so Kiljaden and Archimon were like, this sounds great. Yeah, let's do it. It's fantastic. Whereas Valen, mm. obviously, with his with his great vision, uh, he you know, he prays to the Naru or to the light, and then Naru come and save him with a crystal ship um called the Exodar. Yeah. Or and uh, they they're not great at flying them, but past that is great. <laughs> yeah, it's um, awesome until they have to land it or or not exactly, crash it on something. Exactly. Sure. But they're gonna fix it up. That's what they'd said. So we're gonna we're probably gonna be going to Argus on the Exodar and you know, some of the other a legion vehicles we've kind of uh, got or the priest class hall you know we've got ourselves a couple of transdimensional ships mm. so um you don't think we you don't think we're flying there in uh dalaran that's not flying anywhere right we're not gonna uh, dalaran goes everywhere i mean wow you know you wish you wish it had uh, some frequent flyer mile club thing because it is it, it, it gets it, around it just seems convenient because you got a, like a full-on kitchen chef place there you got um uh, some sort of like rat dungeon where you can just fight and practice, and then you got places to buy your shit. I think make... it'd be really cool. I think no. I don't know how it works if they phase it or if they'd have players that haven't played through the latest patch content, you know, still have a Dalaran that's yeah. over the broken shore. Yeah. Um, who knows? I mean, hmm. maybe the Death Knights take um, Arcarus up into space. Who knows? Could I don't be. know. Could be. It'd be interesting to see. So, Velen, anyway, you so... mentioned you mentioned Velen. Here's here's him. I'll just do a little taste of him here. Cool, Dan. Was merely their pawn. Yeah, that dude's serious. He's always pretty mm. serious. That Valen prophet. Yeah, and Valen. he's he's seen. Well, he's some been chased for twenty five thousand years by exactly. two old best friends. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good point. They're trying to they're trying Get to a like little old genocide all his buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, but equally, he's seen. You know, he sees all the future. He sees all these visions. Some of them clear. Some of them cloudy. And so you know, he him saying like, "Hey guys." this is still far from over yeah. means a lot because, you know, he's read the scripts. They haven't got the rushes. He so, knows what's happening. Yeah. But did it seem to you like, cause it didn't seem to me like Cadgar thought it was like over. Like he was like, okay, now we got to go get, but maybe like Cadgar thought it was going to be a little easier. I th- exactly. I think Velen Cadgar was like, be. yeah, we done it guys. We got the yeah. pillars. Yeah. Yeah. All right, now go. let's go get them and Brilliant. finish right. off the job. And let's it's like, well, the pillars. <laughs> Does yeah. anyone yeah. know how to turn these on? <laughs> you know, it's just going to be that, that then they suddenly close the portal somehow. Um, but you've got to kind of think as well. They've put Dalaran right next to the Tomb of Sargeras. And then, you know, in the cinematic, suddenly a whole fleet of ships just kind of drops out of yeah, war. Yeah, I think so. Dalaran's going to get... Like, yeah. I think it's, you know, Kiljaden says burn it to ash. But it was great because it conjures up those Archimond cinematics from Warcraft 3 where Archimond built Dalaran out of sand and then crushed the sand and the actual structures themselves crumbled like the sand he was crushing. Oh, right. It's like a voodoo um, doll. So, yeah, that was Exactly. Cool. And so it's yeah. great to see that sort of kind of... Terran does this a lot. You know, that team, they, they call back from those kind of Warcraft roots. You know, we had it with uh, some of the other kind of iconic shots. But in this one, you know, you see the hologram of Dalaran and you see that Kiljaden's watching. 
all along. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that was that was pretty cool to be like, oh, man, nothing secret from this guy. He knows. Yeah. He knows what we're doing. Yeah. And he- yet now he's deciding to send in the fleet. Where's that? Yeah, it's real weird. weird. Here's a uh, here's the burn it to ash line. Burn it to ash. So, and that's after they. Um, and they, they literally come in. The ships come in like uh, Return of the Jedi style uh, rebellion mm-hmm. ships that are all kind of like yeah. They just they hit light speed and they just show up. Yeah, it's super super cool. But it always does that take you guys out of your your Warcraft fantasy at all when uh, when when stuff is kind of spacey and sci fi in in the game. I mean, it yeah, always comes space. up. Yeah, I, I I like it because in my head, and it, you know, this is complete my head canon. But I like this. You know, this this is ancient tech. This is. This is predates the kind of the medieval world that a lot of our kind of world is based in. And this is an ancient civilization, you know, different worlds where they advanced so far before this, you know, this legion just eradicated them. And so you get these kind of great archetype, these great artifact ships. And it's not like they're all kind of shiny and, you know, swish. They're kind of old and primordial and mystical. Like they don't have... Like you don't see the engine running. It's it's magic and it's yeah, it's run on just, magic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's fell powered transportation. I mean, well, the it big feels thing, like uh, like yeah, like Azeroth is like this primitive society in comparison to this. You know, people who've been around for yeah twenty five years or twenty five thousand years before, uh, building up all this fell tech because they're out to uh, and then they, you know Velen like essentially escaped them mm-hmm. and found his way to you know Azeroth. Uh, and so, like the whole thing, like I, I remember when space goats were first a thing, and it was all very new to what Warcraft felt like at the time. Sure, right? sure. All of a sudden, we're introducing all these kind of space elements and uh, this this otherworldly alien stuff. So it feels fine now because I've been eased into it, right? Sure. But I would say if I went suddenly from running around Orgrimmar, uh, you know, and climbing up like stick ladders to get to things. And then all of a sudden spaceship showed up. It would be weird. Yeah. But we've had some think, time yeah. in between that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's not so bad. It's, it's a yeah. bit like, um, I don't know. We, we have flying boats. Fa- like, fan- it's, it's okay. We, they just yeah. have better flying boats. No, that's true. Right? But it's funny because your fantasy stories usually are typically, you don't even think, it, it's like actual Middle Ages. You don't think about what's out there. You just think about what's happening here on the ground. And and mm-hmm. usually fantasy stories stay there. They stay grounded and they don't leave well, the planet. I, I really like um, George R. R. Martin's take on it. And he says it's all about the furniture. Mm. And he says, like, you know, if you are in a magical world and you teleport from place A to B in a puff of smoke and some fire, that's fantasy. But if you have it in kind of a, a beaming at a Star Trek, you know, with some kind of cool sounds... That's sci-fi, yeah. um, you know, and he goes on, you know, really, I mean, like some people think that, you know, Game of Thrones, A World of Fire and Ice, of Ice and Fire even, sorry, is, um, is a post-sci-fi apocalypse. Mm. So, you know, the, the long winter was a nuclear winter. All of the towns are kind of built over kind of caves and hot springs where people could have stayed warm and kind of sheltered. We've got these ancient black stone type things that could be plastics and you know, you've got all these different things you can draw on that you could argue yeah. that, you know, for example, that it's all telekinesis and, uh, you know, shape shifting as opposed to magic and, you know, blood magic and power of sure. king's blood. Sure. You know, you, it just is however you dress it up. Yeah. It's really. like that. Uh, it's like that Sony game that's out now. The uh, 
uh, Horizon Zero Dawn game is a little bit like that, where the you know society has started over. It's a little more on the nose because these all these creatures you fight are robots that rose out of the technology of an ancient past. But you're like you're basically back to being cave people, uh, living on top of a world that was once a thriving technological society and that's always super interesting to me as a background yeah i like that a lot breath like, of the wild same thing yep you dark, know you've dark got these, towers you know, like ancient that. cool powerful you know divine beasts yep. but they're technology but they're divine their god created them yeah it's like well or this ancient powerful civilization but you know given enough perspective what's the difference yeah there isn't, isn't um, really any, but i like i guess what yeah. i'm saying is i'm i'm always impressed when they when, when a when a company or a, a developer can skirt that deftly and it feels like warcraft has figured that out they've done a good job with it i think yeah definitely when when we first had space goats uh people like um blizzard what what are you doing yeah uh what's what's going on i think the burning crusade was when it started to kind of introduce more of these kind of uh you know elements mm -hmm. and uh but again as deals was saying it's kind of been gradual for us you know we've we've had it over the time it's grown and it's been retconned and refined and it's it's smarter mm -hmm. um, as time goes on. So yep. yeah, I love it. It's pretty good. All right, so here's what we know about 7.2. Tomb of Sargeras, uh, that was the trailer. Of course, that's the content that will come in the raid. That won't come right away, though. That'll come a couple of weeks into it. I, I uh, think the raid's going to be a couple of months. Oh, was it months? I thought it was weeks. Yeah, Maybe I, I, right. I, I thought it might be weeks. Mm. Um, but my, my thought was, and this isn't remembering any particular article, but I just had this notion that it wasn't going to be for a little while. Because mm. we get in and we've got we got a load of new content. We've got all the invasions. We've got um, the um, the actual zone to start unlocking the actual, yeah. um, you know, Sargeras continent bit. Right. Um, so, yeah, the Broken Shore, I you're guess. Right. You're <laughs> right. There's a big lead yeah. up. You're, you're totally right. Um, so 7.2 will be here March 28th. We're talking, what is that, next Tuesday? Yeah. yeah Tuesday. Jeez. Uh, and of course all the other stuff that happens usually with that sort of stuff like PVP seasons ends and all that stuff. Anyway, so that, that patch comes out and we've talked a little bit about what we know about the story. Uh, Velen has, we've talked about Velen. Jaina is the one I'm curious about. And they said in one of their Q and A's that Jaina left the council because she refuses to work with the horde. All right. She's still pissed. She got the white streak in her hair. She's no longer here to help. She's mad. All right. That's her deal. Click on Jaina. Get an earful. That's the deal with Jaina right now. Uh, the Horde is still a bad guy to her, so the Horde and Alliance coming together to fight the Legion really isn't her deal, and her story is not continuing in patch 7.2, so we don't get shit about Jaina in 7.2. Yeah, I'm getting so, sick of her. Yeah, and some episodes ago, we uh, we'll somebody here made a... Anything. Well, somebody here made a prediction in Terpster. I don't remember if it was you, or somebody here said, we think Jaina has a huge role to play in the end game of 7.2 whatever three four whatever wherever it is well we said that potentially one of the prophecies of um on her third death um she will you know summon them or whatever right. um that some people thought that jaina could qualify that other people think sylvanas some people thought the grand magistrix um it's probably sylvanas yeah. um but i don't know i think when you try and boil down jaina's story her kind of arc you know she's gone from being an advocate of peace with the horde to being burnt firsthand by the brutality of an unhinged orc um, from Garrosh um, to now being as anti-Horde as the most anti-Horde alliance have ever been. Yeah. So she's flipped all the other way over. Um, I don't think there's a huge amount of value um, in, in Jaina being a part of, of the current story because it isn't about Horde and Alliance directly. 
Um, I, you know, we're about us taking the Legion, and we are going to defeat the Legion. Um, it'd be kind of cool if Jaina stopped us defeating the Legion by getting petty and killing some Horde. Yeah. But even then, you know, all the Horde that she'd actually have a problem with, like, you know, Garrosh, he's already dead. Yeah. Um, it would be quite interesting to see her and Thrall now. Um, previously very good friends. Now Jaina could blame Thrall for putting Garrosh in charge and, you know, him then destroying her nation. Um, that that could be a really cool thing to explore in the future. Maybe Jaina killing Thrall. Yeah. Um, and, and that where would that, where would that take us? Where would that, you know, open up new areas to explore in the world of Azeroth or beyond? Yeah, his children, so, Goel's children would have to get revenge. That's what would happen. Oh, exactly. Kill yeah. Jaina. That'd yeah. be a great kill volume Jaina. one and two. Um, <laughs> so uh, the Eridar Lord. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't think she'll show up again in yep. Legion. I right. think that. Think if she done? does, okay. I, I hope that it's, you know, because the next expansion, I mean, if, if the next expansion is Queen Ashara and Nazoth, um, Ashara being highborn magic central, maybe Jaina would have a value in being a super mage yeah. in being involved in that story. Um, but even then, I, I'm not quite sure where she would be used to take us somewhere. I'm surprised. I just, I guess what I'm surprised about is, this I, I realize this is dipping back and not part of seven two or anything, but or even her storyline moving forward. But when when Thrall fixed things by taking Garrosh out with a giant stone fist and a lightning bolt, you would have thought that would have had an effect on Jaina, where Jaina went, "Oh, all right, well my old pal Thrall has has fixed the mistake. I'm still pissed there was this mistake about leadership, but I guess I'm glad he he saw the problem and took him out." Like I don't understand uh, her motivation at this point. I still an idiot. Like too little, him... too late, though, right? Yeah, like, exactly. He's already done quite a bit. Yeah, that's true. I guess I mean Theramore is toast, regardless. Exactly. If you read Tides of War, like the the way they describe the mana bomb, like Jaina sees like her gnomish apprentice like crumble to dust in front of her eyes. You yeah. know, she sees um, um, uh, Archmage Ronin um, see him you know, make the ultimate sacrifice, teleport her out and try and control the mana bomb blast himself and die in the process. Yeah. Um, you know, she knows that the mistake of Thrall putting Garrosh in charge is just as much to blame as Garrosh telling the goblins to drop the bomb in the first place. Yeah. Um, I don't think she'll ever be resolved. They, in war crimes, they try to, you know, soften her a bit and she tried to have a bit of perspective on it all. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think they're going that way. So I think that she's going to be very anti-horde. Yeah, she's she pretty much she's she's dug in and her and what she kind of believes right now. And I think she's like like Terpster said, she's seen the alliance sacrifices. She hasn't seen with her own eyes like the horde ones. Yeah, and but she has seen with her own eyes like the horde mistakes. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, and as much as I, you know, like at the beginning of this expansion, I was trying to defend the Horde with all, with all my heart and soul. Yeah, uh, the Horde has made some mistakes. Yeah, they yeah have. a lot of people have made some mistakes. <laughs> they, so. It's been. I would, I would love yeah. the Alliance to really make some though. I mean, like <laughs> Gen and stuff with Sylvanas didn't really do. I would have liked there to have been a bit more sort of Alliance massacring mm -hmm. and just being like, yeah. you know what? Oh, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this. You know. I think that would be really nice because so far we we have a lot of these moments historically with the Horde, but less so 
with the alliance. And we've got some great characters like, you know, some of the Dark Iron Dwarves, for example. Well, Grey Man's probably going to make a mistake pretty soon, don't you think? Yeah. Exactly. I think that would just be really good. <laughs> I think it would be yeah. a nice hubris on the alliance side if, you know, Grey Man, Jaina, maybe they teamed up to really just balls it up for everyone. Yeah. And it just feels be like, like it might oh. be headed that that direction. But first, we're got to... I think first we have to take care of this storyline, this, this Kill Jaden mm. thing, because obviously that's like next on the docket. Yeah. But I do believe that after that, we're going to see... Uh, a little bit more of the politicking between the Alliance and the Horde, like after what we think might be kind of like, okay, we've dealt with this situation. Now what? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I love where like they're that taking kind of what do we do with the world now type of feeling? Sure. And do we just like go back to fighting each other now? Or mm. what do we you know, what do we do? I love where um, they're taking Greymane. I absolutely love love that he is freaking pissed all the time now and is in this position of of that's it i'm i you know you've you've killed varian you've done this you've done that i don't trust anybody uh i love his attitude right now so i'm i'm all for him taking a larger role in the future when it comes to this story in whatever way they do it and if it's you know if it's him and her aligning because they have now similar similar renewed hatred for the horde and they're and in their you know in in the sort of balance of power or whatever that's that's really interesting moving forward so yeah, more politics, please. That'd be great. Less in my real life, more in my game life. More in your fantasy world. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I like that. Because you can always log off if it gets a bit much. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, you you can't so much. Uh, so, all It'd be right. really annoying if you had to start paying priests for their heels. Yeah. would be like, what? And they'd be like, well, you seem to afford that selfie camera. Why can't you? Uh, why can't you pay for the for the heel care? Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, man, I'm yeah. gonna go back to EU realms. It's free over there. Yeah, um, EU realms has way better priest care than we do. Uh, than we do. We do. But 200k uh, gold, uh, you know, uh, tokens. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Plus, your gold I, tokens aren't worth worth as much as they used to be anymore. Well, but mm. 200,000 gold, man. It costs you more gold bucks. tokens to buy your Hearthstone packs now. That's true. Well, uh, true. It does. It cost me more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, were you were I you get part of the, my money? So wait, the so the free the the change to pricing on on international. Well, I think it was just it wasn't stateside, but it happened in the EU. It was just internationally. Yep. Did yeah, that? Yeah. We haven't had and mostly to, EU and and uh, Britain, like pretty much. Like that, everybody else kind of like didn't have prices really necessarily. Yeah, uh, a lot of these countries didn't necessarily have it like listed in their current whatever. But yeah. So EU and uh, yeah, you guys got screwed a little bit. Terpster, did you? Yeah, were you pissed? Well, yeah, so all of our you? prices have gone up. Yeah. Um, and it's a little bit annoying. It's a little bit. Apple did this, mm. and the thing is, historically, our prices have always been higher. And it kind of, to me, it kind of felt like, oh, I get it. So now that our prices would be in line in terms of the actual value, now they got to be higher again. Uh, still, yeah. uh, you know, always got to try and shaft us. Um, with physical products, I can kind of understand. You got costs. You got to export. You know, World of Warcraft, I can actually understand. You've got all the costs of the servers, you know, the server costs, depending, you know, where they're paying for them, they've got to pay in that currency. Right. Um, but, for example, if they're hosting a, a an EU realm in London, for example, the dollar goes far further than it previously did. So it should be getting cheaper to run Warcraft over in the UK. Yeah. Um, but, oh, well, I don't know. But that's not what their financial team looks at. Like, their, no, their financial no. team looks at it and goes... Well, you we guys are now paying much. us less for a pack than yeah. uh, Americans, right? Yeah. We can't let that stand. Even so. if you're, even if you really aren't in the larger scheme of things, 
the balance. You aren't for you. Yeah. You are because when they convert it into dollars, then it becomes less than a dollar ninety nine. Right. Yeah, it's, so then it's, they go, it's what? balance sheet bullshit is what yeah. it is. And and I totally get it. All companies do it. This isn't unique, but it does. We had a whole conversation about this on the Angry Chicken and we tried to be as level headed as possible. But historically, it historically right, was right, it right. ever parentable? That's the thing is that's the thing. If it had always been a direct correlation, I would be okay with it. But it was always like, ah, you Brits can pay a bit more. Um, you know, if it's a if it's a dollar ninety nine, we'd do a one pound ninety nine, which is the equivalent historically of like two dollars seventy. Yeah. Um. And uh, but now it's like you know one dollar eighty. They're like, whoa, hang on a second. Yep. Let's get back to that two seventy. <laughs> yeah. Those guys will pay it. They have. Let's find where they don't. Let's find the breaking point. You know what you guys should do? Um, you should throw all your tea in the in the bay. That's what you should mm. do. Well, yes. yeah. What we're gonna do first is just that try damn tea is the commit, problem. Uh, Sudoku um, and uh, leave Europe and see how that goes. Ah. So we're just going to fill out all those numbers <laughs> as its heritage. Sorry, the, I'm set into a That's coughing fine. fit You're because you. It's fine. Uh, it's cool. So anyway, seven two. Broken Shore. Committing uh, Sudoku. Anyway, yeah, yeah. seven point two. Let's talk about Broken Shore. There's plenty of content there to do. Uh, Ian Hazakosa says it is presented in a way that is different than Suramar, a more organic and open world experience. What do you guys think that means? Because well, they've kind of told us we can unlock the different buildings and areas as we choose. So Suramar was quite a linear sort of thing where you unlock this base, then you go and find some ley lines, you unlock that base, and then you invite this guy back and he introduces a new daily quest, which means you go there. Yeah. Um, whereas on this one, you'd be like, I want to get the Mage Tower. We're going to go get the Mage Tower. Um, and it's, it's going to be a little bit more um, at your choice, I guess. Yeah. Uh, less, less linear, more more open world i like that so i think i think exactly it it should be fun i don't know i i've still yet to really take an alt through i've got another 110 um but i've not been kind of brave enough to really jump into doing a lot of the kind of the other content um so i don't know how much i care about a, a different experience or a, a less linear experience in some ways but i don't know you know playing a lot of breath of the wild recently and i've really enjoyed that that's a very open game that you can go a lot of different places. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, who knows? In a lot of ways, Breath of the Wild sort of redefining what open world means, and it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that affects other open world efforts, including Warcraft. We know there's a ton of Nintendo freaks up there. And, oh, yeah. Uh, maybe, I mean, maybe yeah, I think it's, it's interesting. You've got to bear in mind how long that game's been in development for, though. You know, it's been in development for, for you know, five years, six years, six years. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's a lot of time's been spent, but you see the results of all that time in the game. You know, it feels like everything you do everywhere you go, there's something to discover. And it's, that's the magic that Warcraft had. Yeah. You know, you, you could go somewhere and there'd be something there. You could find a way to kind of wall, walk up a mountain and, you know, get into places that you weren't meant to be, but there'd be stuff there anyway. And it'd be like, Oh, this feels really exciting. And I want to explore. I want to go places. And that's what I get with Breath of the Wild. You know, I jump in there and I just want to run around and just do stuff. You know, all the simulations and physics and, you know, systems built on one another just make for fantastic emergent gameplay. Yeah. Like you find out, you know, kind of you can complete electricity puzzles by just putting a load of swords in between the two points and making your own wire. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you don't have to move around the boxes if you're smart because metal conducts electricity. You know, it's like, what? This yeah, is crazy. It's weird. So the, the way those, I love, the way I love those systems, the way those systems inter intertwine is really incredible. And I find, I, I do find myself as I'm playing breath of the wild, wishing 
for that kind of immersion in the current state of Warcraft. And I'm not sure the engine or the systems would ever support such a thing, but it does make me wonder if the future of MMOs is more about that kind of freedom and less about structured, uh, linear sort of pathing, which is what, you know, Blizzard's great at that. They, they, they take us along for a wonderful ride and they handcraft it all. And that's great. And there's something to be said for that, but, um, I don't know, maybe more of it could be done in a way that's emergent and, uh, discoverable and, you know, less written out well, for us. I don't know if I'm working that this time though, around, though. Right? Well, maybe well, not. Well, we had it with the, the orbs, for example, of uh, Corazath or whatever his name was, you know, where there were orbs that there was no quest. There was a guy's map on a table which had pebbles on it. And if you went there, you could find caves underneath there would be orbs, but they'd have different kind of guardians protecting them or different puzzles to get to them or you'd have to do something. You know, I th- I feel like there is a lot of those elements already in legion and legion's definitely been a lot more about you know go out there do it however you want the zones are scalable you want to go this way you can go that way you want to go that way go that way i love how well that's all been put together i think getting flying in 7-2 um should really make a big difference to how the world feels and i think it'll be interesting to see if that's a positive difference or not you know i i I, I just think though that um like a a game like world of warcraft doesn't have to have what Zelda has, right? Which is this, like, I move, I, I move around and I feel like I'm figuring things out as I go. Because what happens in the MMO is everyone's just going to go online and figure it out. Because if you don't, you're, like, behind the next guy. And the next guy's, like, right next to you. You see him. Mm-hmm. You don't, like, move through the world at your own pace because the world is going to change, you know, on a new patch. And mm-hmm. you got to be ready. And you got to do all the, you've got to have completed all the stuff by then if you're that type of person. Whereas, like, a game like Zelda, like, I just go in there and I play it at whatever pace I want, and it's different. Like, you have more freedom to do that kind of stuff there. No, you're and right. let the players take their time and figure it out on their own. And in MMO, you're keeping up with the guy next to you, right? Yeah, so there's you a bit of that, sure. There's a, it's you can't an aspect quite get away with of, yeah. the same level of it, right? De- definitely so. an aspect of it that is different, for sure. There's no question yeah. about that. And, the, and, the, and of course, they have to des- try to design around that sort of thing. So much of what Warcraft is is a race to get the best stuff. And the race, yeah, like I always feel like a little bit of pressure to, to do something mm-hmm. within a time period, right? Right. Like I'm really glad that I've killed Gul'dan now because it's like, okay, good. Like I'm ready now for the next, and the content is coming faster, which is something we've been asking for yeah. for a long time. And so here it is, it's happening. Yeah. But now that kind of like real pressure of, I don't have a year to finish all this content. You know, sure. it's, it's, I'm going to have to be ready for the next piece uh, within a few months. Right. And, if you if you kind of like try to do all of those things at once, I think you just end up with a really good one player game, single player game in an MMO environment, which we've kind of seen doesn't really work as well either. You have to have that like balance of the two. Yeah. So, Terpster, how do you yeah. feel about uh, is Gul'dan really? We're done, right? Two of them are dead. Now we don't need a third Gul'dan. We're done with Gul'dan, <laughs> right? I imagine so. Yeah. But again, with with Blizzard, you never know. Um, sure. But I I, I feel wise. like yeah. exactly. I feel. For in Chronicle Two, they gave uh, main universe Gul'dan the same backstory as alternate universe Gul'dan in terms of you know he destroyed his clan and right. you know that that Harbinger's episode um, was basically the same story for the Gul'dan of our timeline, yeah. which is weird because it wasn't, but now it is. Yeah. Um, and it's because cool story, great great perspective, um, and yeah, I think that Gul'dan's been a great villain uh and a focus really for for you know a couple of expansions now 
Uh, and he's always kind of just getting away and just kind of, you know, we think we've got him and he never feels that imposing up until you kind of face him. And then he's like, whoa, crazy. You know, he's hulking out. He's got the power of like Sargeras coursing through him. Um, and you, you wipe and wipe and wipe until eventually maybe you kill him. Yeah. And it's a, it's a good feeling. Yeah. It's good. It's good to have him gone. Uh, but also, who knows? His voice may seep into someone's spirit and tell him what to do, and Jaina will have green hair. Who knows? Well, I don't know. Exactly. Maybe. But, I mean, um, Illidan crushed his skull this time around. There doesn't seem to be any uh, Yeah, he didn't want to carry remnant. it around anymore. Yeah, he didn't pick it up and look yeah. at it this no. time. Yeah. Exactly. Well, he's, and I, yeah, he's not like trying to get all the power now with it, right? He's just like, nah, just, just let's just end this. Yeah. Exactly. We're, we're I, I think he guy. feels like I'm powerful enough. I, you know, I'm at my yeah. limits in terms of what I can control before it controls me. Mm. Um, you know, this is now no more games. We're with we're ending this. Uh, um, well, good good news is you'll you'll be able to continue to end it in this patch with assaults. There are four zones under attack in Legion or from the Legion. And it's a lot like the uh, attack stuff that happened pre-patch uh, or pre-expansion, except uh, obviously more in-depth and you're unlocking things. Doing four-world quests to defend against an assault is just the first part of the Legion invasion quests. But uh, these don't start for another two weeks, though, do they? Correct. So we get 7-2, and mm-hmm. then we've got a couple of weeks before the assaults start happening. Yeah, it's a real intro- it's a slow It's a slow rollout, but it's also... It seems but like again, I still just saying, the yeah. thing is, is because the content keeps coming, it's actually quite nice to have a bit of... Like window, like you got two weeks to do all the seven two day one stuff. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool, I can do that. I can do that. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I, I do find sometimes it feels like it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, slow down, slow down. Yeah. <laughs> if anything you could say about Legion, if it's uh, for me, in the negative would be that it was so much to do all at once that it was overwhelming. Like it's just so much stuff, class hall questing and or class hall exactly. progression. But and then they'll compare that with the cries on the forum where ah we've not got any new content. I played everything for the first you know, and I I completed most of Legion like that was available um in the first month, mm-hmm. uh, and then because because they gated some of the content, um and then it gives you a little chance to burn out, and then they release some new stuff and they're like oh cool I'm back in, mm-hmm. um but like at the moment there's a a, a holiday. Um, going on, I don't know what they call them, like a bonus weekend or whatever. So you get um, extra loot at the end of a dungeon, mm. and uh, so I was like, "Oh, nuts, man! I haven't done any dungeons in ages." So you know, I jumped back into some dungeons. Now it's really good. Yeah, got a legendary, loved it. Oh no! Oh yeah, you get your first legendary. Well done. Yeah, I got my legendary yeah. out of a dungeon too. Did you? Yeah, it's, exactly. Uh, Still don't. Have it's one. funny because I, I, for a long time I wasn't doing any of them, and then I realized I was running out of the uh, the the shards you get from blues. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I can't. I'm not farming blues anymore because all I'm doing is stupid raids. So, uh, ended up going back in and like farming a bunch. I had a great time. Yeah, uh, and also the the one thing that that uh, I really love now is this whole weekly quest thing that they've been doing, mm-hmm. uh, which gets me to do parts of the game I haven't been doing before. Mm. But yeah, you, you are right. Like it feels like a little bit like like my palms got sweaty when I realized how close we were to the new stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because I was just like, wait a minute, no, yeah, like, I'm not done. I'm not, I'm not done, done yet. With all this stuff. Yeah, I like. I feel and like I they they are really trying. The thing is that we play all these other games now. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's what it is. But they're also, but they're also just doing a dance. They're they're learning the dance of what's what's the best way to feed this stuff out without it feeling too long and without it feeling too short. And I'm I feel like they're getting closer yeah. to closer to the to the too short is ideal. better than too long. Yeah, I right? agree. I agree. Yeah, well, unless you're 
talking about Turks' well, penis. What? Yeah, it, it, exactly. it, yeah. Well, when we're talking World of Warcraft content patches. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm happy I, with I will take too short. Please. I mean, you know, yeah. Turpster's long, but he's like a, he's like a, he's like a, he's like a, like a noodle. Yeah, it's like a noodle. It's just, yeah. It's just pointless. length. It's all length. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's just it's long, exactly. but there's just no substance there. There's nothing yeah. to it. Yeah. It's depressing. It's like a big piece really of pasta. Is. Uh, <laughs> all right. What else? We got to uh, talk about the assaults. Oh, um, there's a bigger thunder totem defense part and three person scenario. So getting a cool scenario coming up, you can do world quests while you're still leveling as bonuses, but not the entire quest line. Uh, speaking of flying, they talked about flying. They said it will probably take at least two weeks to unlock flying. That is what they, they believe I've that will, that'll take like, you less than the, the yeah, I've heard ones. like longer though. I, I don't know. Hmm. It depends how far you are already. Obviously there's, sure. you know, you need to have, um, What's it called? The Pathfinders. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. forget what the different cheese are. Grand things. To yeah. Do. Yeah. But you know, I, I'm I'm up to date. So it's just a question of what they introduce in seven two that we have mm-hmm. to do, yeah. um, which is is out there. I just again, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You're the ones they're talking to. They're saying you're gonna. It's gonna take you who are currently caught up in all your prereqs. It's gonna take you two weeks to get your flying unlocked. Assuming you're going at it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I think for most people, probably a bit longer. And you're gonna have to wait two weeks for the assaults to start. So that's the other thing. Uh, you'll need to hit revered with a new faction as well. This is all for flying. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, flying coming and your class mounts will take to the air once you can. Oh, I can't wait for my class mount. Yeah. Oh, no more Kodo. Yep. Oh, done, it's going to be so good. Done with that Kodo forever. Bur- yeah. Well, burn it. So. Cook it. Eat it. It's fine. Oh man. There's a lot of good eating on it. Uh, so yeah, lots of stuff coming for seven two. It Tuesday's gonna be a big day, and I know wow fans are stoked. I'm stoked. Um it's gonna be a nice big chunk of content. And and if you just want to get really stoked for it, just go watch that trailer. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And those guys are just killing it. Like Taron Gregory's a very modest, humble dude. He is the minute you say, dude, well done, your team killed it, he'll say, Oh, oh deflect. It's all these other names, and he'll tell you everybody who worked on it. But I'm telling you, his leadership is rad. That guy's great. And um, I think he listens to the show. So if you're listening, Taryn, you guys are, you just keep making those. Like I'm to, I'm to the point that I would watch like a 12 bingeable episode Netflix run of in-game cinematic wow stories. Wouldn't like, that be amazing? Oh, I would love Wouldn't it. Wouldn't that be really, really cool? <clears throat> I, I honestly, I, again, after this last one as well, I was like, oh, man, I want more. I want it to be longer. Mm-hmm. I want there to be like whole whole narratives. Yep. You know, they do these... Um, these children's books to get kids excited about Warcraft. You know, they've teamed up with Scholastic and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, just put, put out like a series on YouTube for free. Mm-hmm. Kids would love it. Yep. They'd be playing WoW because they love these characters. Yeah. It'd be great to know what's going on. I'd love it. I want to play it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's expensive to make because, yep. you know, there's a lot of people working on that under pressure. Um, and that was what, like two minutes, something long. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's tough to do because they're also then already working on all the next stuff, probably, you know, for the next expansion as well. Planning, you know, it's so much stuff to do, but wow, it'd be really good. Yeah, it would really be. I mean, they'd have to have a dedicated team and that's all they did. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say no to that if they ever wanted to. Plus, you know, they're always talking. We're always talking about how are they going to get the younger generation interested in this, these games and these IPs that are now 25 plus years old. And and, you know, we're everyone's adulting now. So how do you get the younger generation's heads out of League of Legends and into something like World of Warcraft? And and maybe that's, you know, reaching out through other mediums, a free series on YouTube, for example, to get people excited about that stuff would be a great way to do it because kids just need a reason. Give them a reason. Um, all right. 
There's not a ton of other news in the other games, except I did want to mention, I played, uh, so speaking of Hearthstone and competitive card, card games, I played uh, uh, Elder Scrolls Legends for the first time yesterday. Oh, yeah. I, re- think? I really like it. Like, I'm surprised they, I mean, there are a lot, listen, I'm not going to yank anybody's chain and say there aren't a ton of similarities to, to uh, Hearthstone, because there totally are. Oh, no, exactly. Yeah. But they're, they're honest with that. I think they've basically tried to make a game for post-Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. People who've played Hearthstone and just kind of burnt out. Oh, it's too RNG, it's too this, blah, blah, blah. Mm, and they've yeah. tried to introduce uh, a little bit more complexity. You know, there's more keywords. There's two lanes. You've got your shadow lane where you're stealth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got your other lane, which is just a normal one. And mm-hmm. you see you kind of got two fronts to compete on. Yeah. You can... Uh, like little things like um, the coin is a ring of magicka, but has three charges. Mm-hmm. So you basically, if you go second, you get an extra. So you get the coin mana three times. Three yeah. times. Um, so it's like, oh man, this is this is crazy. I can think different plays now. I can kind of be ahead but of. But I don't curve. think you get an extra card, do you? Mm, uh, no. I think, no. I think it's the same number of cards, but you get that mana yeah. buff three times. You so, do get the yeah, trying a different method to kind of even things out. Sure. But uh, Hearthstone historically has had a pretty good win rate going first and second as far as like it being close because there's always going to yeah, be yeah. it's it's never going to be perfect right like a, a game like chess isn't going to be perfect either like going first or second but yeah it, there's, it's interesting because i played a bunch of uh different card games now and every card game has their own version of how to deal with it right right um and the extra card makes a, a huge difference too so yeah getting rid of that to put in the extra coin thing is very interesting because you have stronger early turns really yeah uh in in uh legends then sure. that's like a stronger overall hand that's true 50 to 70 mm-hmm. so you have much more cards to draw from a lot of cards you um, have that, yeah. that rune system, the rune system. Yeah, that rune yeah so the rune cool. system if you draw prophecies mm-hmm. um prophecy cards basically if you if they trigger on a rune which is basically if you lose five health down from your starting 30 um they play for free mm-hmm. and so they can really really swing a uh, a turn because just out of nowhere yeah. you've suddenly got a, a taunt up you know guard card up um or but the problem with that though again is like you, you take out rng in the card text but you're adding it back in with some, something like prophecies, i get right? exactly and the thing with prophecies is they're kind of over for what they are mm-hmm. yeah. they're great if they're free but if you've yeah. got to play them it's a bit mm, okay it's not as strong but as it is a, it's a cool system because uh it, it makes it so that the game like when you're winning the game, you're not necessarily wi- winning the game, right? Like you're like I'm mm. ahead in life, but it changes how you feel about exactly. Being ahead in and life sometimes it's, being it's, ahead in life could be a bad thing. Right. Right? It's right. like playing against a, a pirate warrior. You know, you're kind of always worried about, oh, do I want to hit them or not? Maybe I don't because then I put them closer where they can get a rune, or you know, now they can mm. cast, you know, yep. a spell that does more. Um, you can like so, wait and just do a bunch of bursts all at once if you feel like you can control the board. But uh, exactly. But then yeah. you run the risk of of playing. So it's got a lot to it. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm still my favorite card game uh, post Hearthstone is Gwent. I think Gwent is amazing. Yeah, Gwent's uh, good. It's so much fun. It is truly wizard poker. Mm-hmm. It's a game of kind of representing and bluffing and and uh, and swings and surprises and yeah, it's it's really good fun. Um, but equally, so so Legends just came out on iPad. Yeah. Um, and oh my lord, it's so much better on iPad than it is on PC. Yeah. Just just feels so great. The single player is also amazing. Yeah, I love the story like a mode. Genuinely fun mm-hmm. way to do it. As you play through, depending on what avatar you have, you get rewarded different cards. Mm-hmm. You make choices. So like you've got a narrator 
And it's like, you know, they were set upon by a wolf pack. And then your encounters against a wolf and, you know, it's all these different wolves and you beat them. And then it goes like, you know, in the corner, they saw a cowering whelp. And it's like, and then the person asks the narrator, well, what did they do? You know, and, and then it's you like, choose. then you get to choose. Do yeah. you kill it? In which case, then you get this like execute card. Or do you spare it? In which case you get this wolf card, which mm -hmm. does such and such. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just a really fun way to have some. They RPG. gave you, they, and they give you some weird, some weird moral choices with those card choices. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, really yeah. well done exactly. the way they do that. I'm, felt, I'm surprised. Uh, exactly. I was picking stuff based on story rather than card. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm not going to let this guy die. No, I'm saving this guy. I'll I screw did too. The, the artifact, you know. And it's just, it's fun to see, like I said, the role playing come out in that so it's yeah. a really really fun game i'm impressed um, really but, impressed i thought i was expecting you know, i went in with really low expectations and i came out going all right this is a new twist on the thing uh, certainly owes a lot to to the to the to the mainstream path that, that hearthstone carved but well done guys you've taken it and kind of made it your own in a lot of ways it's it's real cool yeah i like it i think the problem for me though with a game like legends is that if i like i'm not scratching a different itch right so I like I played it for a while. I went through all the different modes, and then I just kind of was like, "Well, am I going to play this or Hearthstone? I'm going to play Hearthstone." Yeah, of course. So yeah. there's not really room for this, right? It's kind of what it happened with a lot of MMOs. It's like, it's like, well, am I going to play this or am I going to play WoW? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to play WoW. Let's like let's be honest here. So sure. why am I going to spend a whole bunch of time in this game? Yeah. So, but but that doesn't mean like it's a bad game. It's just like for me, it's like. It's not different enough from what I already wanted to be doing. Right. So the card games that have been like keeping me in there uh, and playing more, which are not Hearthstone, are like Eternal and Hex and Magic. Yeah. Uh, and those are all the games that are like they scratch different itches, right? Like mm -hmm. Magic is like this super complex, crazy game where you can do all these different things. Hex is like an online version of that with some slightly different rules. And Eternal is like a mixture between what Hearthstone does really well and what Magic does really well and kind of combines them together. And this really uh, nice package. So, like, all of those are giving me different experiences. And I just felt like Elder Scrolls Legends didn't give me a different enough experience. Like, I, yeah. I liked the lane idea. And I liked the uh, prophecy thing with the extra cards for health. But I just ended up kind of walking away feeling like I do, there wasn't enough there to differentiate it from Hearthstone. Like, the combat system being the same. A lot of the, the words doing the same things. And then there was cards, and then of course, like the world isn't as familiar to me mm -hmm. as Hearthstone is. So, like, the, or as as Warcraft. So, when I'm playing the game, like the characters don't really connect mm. to me at all, right? See, I'm not for, like, who the hell is this guy? For I don't me, know. for me, that stuff's um, popping really well because of my uh, how deep I get into those Elder Scrolls games when they come out. Like Skyrim, sure. I've played through twice and love that game. And you know, the deepest one I ever played through was Skyrim. So, yeah. like. You know, just having one of those games, I don't think, was enough for me to like see familiar faces. Sure, it's the so, shift. It's the and shift that makes in, a big difference. Yeah, that, you know, the gameplay aside, like the world itself, and feeling like you're in this familiar territory does make a huge difference. I think some people are going to like or do like the shift in tone. If if if, for example, you find the world of Hearthstone just a little goofy, then you're gonna. This is totally very different than that. This is sure. like a, yeah, yeah, much more serious. Serious and these carry. You know, it's more like magic in that sense, where every everybody's, you know, dark wizards and dradic lords, and you know, it's not, it's not. Hey, there's a goblin with a machine gun or any of that shit in there, which is which is great if if you're looking for a, a change of pace. But I guess I don't, I guess I'm I'm overall just impressed that in the shadow of Hearthstone that anybody can successfully do anything. Gwent, the same thing. It's like well done, guys for. 
for making something different, uh, appealing to a you know part of the audience that maybe wants to change, and yet you know retaining some of the smart things that that Blizzard brought to the table in the first place that made this genre. Well, sim- similar to is. World of Warcraft, though, uh, Hearthstone has just kind of spawned uh, a whole slew of online card games. Yeah. Uh, just the, once once people see that there is success to be had here, because forever, online card games was Magic the Gathering Online. Yep. And it was terrible. It was real <laughs> it bad. Was, real bad. It was just like an unplayable mess. And the only people who did play it were people who just really wanted to play Magic at home. And super, uh, this was super slow and complicated yeah. and in- yeah. interrupting each other's turns. It's, it just looks bad. And like the yeah. thing is, so a game like Eternal actually takes the magic system. So you can, it has interrupts and fast spells and things like that, similar to magic. But when you don't have one to do, it doesn't stop and ask you. Mm. Right. So it feels smooth. That's the always been the problem with like magic or hex is I, I was playing Hex online, and like every single time you swap a phase, you have to tell the game, all right, I'm ready to, uh, like, okay, I accept what the other guy did. Mm-hmm. So you're like constantly riding like the space bar, like, yes, 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 okay, yes, yes, right on your turn or the other guy's turn. Uh, and that gets tiresome, and a lot of times, like, I'd be like, I'd forget that I'd have to do it, and then suddenly, like, and there's a timer, like a chess timer to the matches. Mm-hmm. You have to play a best of three and I'd lose the game because I ran out of time, not because I lost the game, right? Because I, and I didn't run out of time because of my playing. I ran out of time because I forgot that the timer was going. Uh, and what uh, Eternal has done really well is they've taken they've taken uh, that same kind of thing where you can't interrupt, but they're like, if unless there's a thing to do, we don't stop you. Mm-hmm. Like we don't we don't actually ask you anything. So it just feels a lot smoother. So I I, I really like. Uh, like what they've done with that game a lot. It's a lot of magic designers too. But it's it's cool that you're trying out other other card games, Scott. Like I uh, I think you should uh keep going down that rabbit hole. Man. Yeah, I like it. Maybe maybe the maybe the you know, my my inability to stay sticky with Hearthstone, well, maybe the way I I get back to doing that is you try everything else and you realize, oh, all right, well now I've seen systems from different angles, I've seen them from the under and the over and the sides. And maybe that leads me back to a place where I'm like, well, no, Hearthstone's doing this better than anybody right now. So why am I, you, you know, know, that's possible. So I've, I've been playing all the games just to like inform myself for the Angry Chicken show. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to like what we do on this show. Sure. Is you got to kind of see what all these other games are. Right. Like mm-hmm. a wild star comes out. You got to go check that out. Sure. Um, but like I've, I've kind of noticed that no matter what these other games offer and how cool they are. Uh, the game that I turn on and want to play for like eight straight hours is still Hearthstone. Mm. Well, and it's... I don't know what exactly the magic sauce is that makes it happen that way, but there's something in there. There's it's something. the only game that I've like that I just I want to keep hitting that button. It's definitely some blizzard over over some blizzard stuff. magic happening like like often with most of what they do. They they keep yeah. they keep you there. Like Diablo, for example, they got a new patch this week that was actually kind of significant and not a lot of people are talking about it. So I just wanted to mention it. You can now create up to five different um, gear sets and put them in a closet. It's literally this closet that's now sitting next to your yeah. your stash, and you click in it, and it opens, and there's like a hanger in there with like clothes on it, and you have it's like a skeleton in my closet. It really is finally finally coming and, out. And you can name them and create them and create variations of them, up to five of them. Uh, and it also includes is this five per character or just five total? Five per yeah, character no, per character. Yeah, okay. it's in fact okay, it's good, un- because it, that's been my problem is that. My gear 
because you share your cash with all the other guys, right? So yeah, like you're you're like all my like once the seasons are over and I'm like back to like okay, all these guys share everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not enough room for like all of the extra sets that I eventually will complete and want to try out. Right, right. right. So I've got like all these. I mean, I'm like organizing them in like a million different ways, trying to make it work so I can easily find. Oh yeah, I've got four of these demon hunter uh, pieces for this one set. Yep. Um, they also have. Um, they put in a um, a crafting mat tab, so all your mats now are in a different inventory screen, yep. which uh, I love. I love uh, that. Very that nice. Is, that's a very good thing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's huge, huge long. quality of life improvement <laughs> for no question about it. Um, and I think we're really, literally, like right on the heels of that Necromancer coming but they've out. They've got now. They've also got seasons um, on console, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. Yeah, that came so out of console, nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Console players are, are are no longer like you know lower class citizens. Yep. I don't get it. Yep. Uh, the other yeah, nice thing the I meant, PC still has a lot better stuff. I but. meant to mention this about the armory. So when you when you go to your closet and you've got your five sets. It also retains whatever runes, or not runes, but what's it, uh, the cube stuff. All that stuff is yeah, retained as well. Yeah. So you don't have to go dink with that. If you've got a perfect build across, you know, the can cube. Ice, and, can I's cube? Yeah. Uh, how do you say it? Uh, can, I, can I's cube, yeah. Can I's cube. Um, yeah. It keeps track of it all, and it's really good. So it's a great little patch. I think it's preparatory to what's coming with that Necro. I'm super jazzed about that. I still maintain the funnest thing I played at BlizzCon last year was the Necromancer, and it was in very limited build or whatever so i freaking love that and i cannot wait for that to come out we don't know what it's going to cost yet there's some rumors and stuff floating around but um i don't know we have any predictions what do you guys think it's going to cost you to get a necro in your life 20 bucks 20 bucks all right i'm gonna say 15 i'll say 15 i hope it's 15 that's probably too low that doesn't seem blizzard oh man i hope it's not even that much uh I mean, it's You've a, got to like think a hero, about it. It's not like just, it's not just the, exactly. There's more than just the necromancer. Okay. You get like That's a true. whole new, That's you know, world. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm going to hope for nine ninety nine. Oh, that I seems, think that's yeah. Seems that's low. A, I, I mean, I'm, I I would love to be wrong on this one. I think I'm yeah. on the cheap side, um, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah, this is a game that hasn't had any additional funding since the auction house and true. Reaper, and yeah. it's been around a lot. I think they want to get some money in the coffers. And let's so be I'm, honest, you paid yeah. 25 bucks for like a mountain wow. So Yeah, exactly. And people do. You know, yeah. I don't, but people do. <laughs> yeah, so, people do yeah. do that. Yeah. They'll charge whatever they think people will pay. Let's let's yeah. be honest. Well, listen, if it, they charge 25, 30, I'm probably doing it because I really like the Necromancer. That's a sad thing, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And I well, exactly. And for me, it's like, oh, what a great excuse to play loads of Diablo again. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> so it, you know, it's not like I wouldn't get 30 bucks worth of value out of playing necro and then just playing again mm-hmm. just you know everyone all my friends playing it and just being able to play oh look we can all go and do this thing um so, but i i don't know i think i think 20 25 is probably the top end i think 30 how much are new games now are they 60 bucks 60 bucks for a new game yeah roughly so yeah 30 maybe but i think i think yeah somewhere somewhere around that probably all right well i'm looking forward to uh to that whenever the hell it happens and i'm guessing this is me just guessing summer yeah, like June, July, maybe something like that. You think? Yep, I, I could be wrong. Should, I have no idea. No, tacular weekend. Oh yeah, we could make it. A <laughs> we could make that the we launch all... place for it. The big launch yeah, exactly. at Nertacular. That'd be good. June of uh, I'll, um, 2017. I'll drink loads of um of alcohol. Yeah, well, you never do that, yeah. so it's, uh, that'll be unusual no. for you. Yeah. Uh, oh, and finally, in Overwatch, Arisa is in uh, 
the wild. She's out. She's there. She's playable. She's great. I think she's awesome. I really like her quite a bit. And uh, uh, she just feels great. So if you haven't played her yet, load up. Uh, she's only in quick play, though, still, isn't she? That's she's true. Not she's in, not competitive, right? Not in competitive yet. Yeah, that's true. You know, learner. Yeah. Get, get it get it down she's basically uh, she's like a four-legged sheep robot with uh, horns and a rail gun that is amazing and has great range and she's tanky as hell and she has this uh her e is this awesome uh grab everyone together like uh, a mini zarya yeah it's either e or shift for that i can't remember but one of them does that and then the other one does the shield which is like a portable she basically creates a portable uh reinhardt uh, mm. not portable but one that she can throw down and it'll just sort of sit there and take 400 points of damage or 800 whatever it is and um she's also got some sort of damage mitigation ability and her ultimate uh is like a stim across the board for it kind of like like if you could take mercy's right click and then make it a team-wide right click all at once for mm. a decent amount of time that's basically what it is she's great i really like her she's weird as shit looking but that's fine that's fine yeah she is very strange looking yeah it's fine. Now, look, do we want all the... We don't need, you know, every, everybody doesn't need to look like uh, something we expect. I'm happy that they're putting out yeah. stuff where I'm like, whoa, that's weird. Like, that's better to me than, than not. So, Oddities. Yeah. That was one of the, that's one of the features of uh, Overwatch. Yeah. And she is odd. She is very odd. And uh, oddities continue to come out of the Overwatch team. Anyway, there you go. That's, uh, that's pretty much your wrap-up this week. Very much looking forward to World of Warcraft patch 7.2. That's happening next week. We will be back to talk about that a little bit later. Before we get out of here, uh, let's talk about anything anybody has going on. Dills, you got anything going on this week people should be watching out for? Uh, mostly just uh, check out the stream, twitch.tv slash Willie Dills. Um, that's been, oh, uh, there's no more SF for anybody who's been like trying to find it. I renamed. Not, Sweet. Yeah. So yeah. That would, no more SF on there. Uh, but uh, we've been doing a lot of arena because there is now a top 100 leaderboard. So we're, we got to get 30 runs in on the month. And if we can right now, we're averaging just over six, I believe. Oh, wow. So we got to get to like we got to get to like six and a half at least, I think. But I'm playing on the EU and apparently on the EU, people have like higher averages for some reason. So, um, yeah. Well, and it might be there's, just, there's a me. bigger difference so, between the best players yeah. and the worst players, yeah. right? That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> I'm just there helping bump up our numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I got to get to at least six and a half, I think, to make it. But I am i don't know. We'll see. It it depends. I've been getting some really bad drafts and making it kind of work anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, if I can get some good drafts finally, then I think I'll be I think I'll be in there. Got a good right. shot. You'll so check it out. Fat City. Check it out. Uh, Terps or anything for you? Nope. No, nope, no, nope, nope. just uh, check out being awesome, guys. Yeah, go, go tell your neighbor that you love them unless yeah. they annoy you. Tell yeah. them they annoy you. Then yeah, then be like, suck. you annoy me, neighbor. Yeah, you exactly. suck, neighbor. I have a neighbor. I have a neighbor who annoys me. Yeah, I got lots everybody of love everybody. All yeah. that stuff. Also, uh, our lore episode we put up on Monday was uh, was, I think, really well. Uh, yeah, done. it was good People fun, wasn't it? it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we did it on Thrall. Mm-hmm. Um, we're probably going to do some more deep dives, mm-hmm. probably Illidan and uh, probably Jaina. Lots of uh, lots yeah, of requests for Uther. Uther gets a lot of requests Uther for Uther as reason. well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, Uther. Yeah. Oh, what a the light he's, bringer. He's one of my favorite. Yeah, he's great. He is. Yeah, he's well great. Old champion. You guys got to <laughs> do uh you got to do Van Cleef. Oh, yeah, Van, Van Cleef. Cleef. Yeah, we yeah. did do. I mean, the basically the entire Van Cleef clan. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's one yeah, of my favorite things in, in He's in the a game. stonemason who's mm-hmm. also a pirate. Yep. yep. There we, we go. Will, That's it. Was forced into the world of piracy. <laughs> there you go. There's our lore episode because, for Van Cleef, yeah. everybody. They built a ship inside the mine. I know. <laughs> it's genius. <laughs> oh my gosh. There are some big gates in Dead Mines, which always blew my mind. I was yep. like, oh, so they can get it out. I get it now. Now you understand. I'm just I know it's like a ship in a bowl. <laughs> So that people can really understand why the Alliance are so shady sometimes, too. Well, yeah. even then, it was actually Anixia. Yeah. Uh, so she was the one who uh, started <laughs> the rebellion uh-huh. and mm-hmm. stopped, uh, you know, said not to pay the stonemasons. And then in the rebellion, uh, Tiffin, Varian's wife, got killed, which obviously sure. then Varian was like, oh, cage, time to throw down. <laughs> um, so um, there yeah. were a lot of factors. Yes, it was Anixia. Yeah. Always, you know, the great thing about the Alliance is always a scapegoat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I would tell people is uh, if you are on Android or iOS, go grab the Anchor app. Um, I now do a little show for them every day, uh, various segments about video game news of the day. So if you want to go check that out, you can find it at uh, the Daily Blip. It'll be featured there. Anchor is the app. Uh, A-N-C-H-O-R, just like Anchor you drop on a ship. And it's uh, okay. that's a, it's a weird, new, cool way to get audio. It's like radio Anchor and FM. reimagined. Okay, yeah, Anchor.fm is the website. You can find details there, of course. I've done it. Uh, I've done so it. go give it a shot and uh, let me know what you think of the Daily Blip. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here and listening. We hope you guys have a fantastic week in and out of the Blizzard games. Uh, go to frogpants.com if you want links to everything else we have going on. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Terpster, and for Dills. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.